Well, hello there, and welcome to The Creative Goddess Show with me, Charlotte Jenkin. Here we will talk about creativity, personal development, and becoming the best version of you. Creative Goddess Show. I'm so excited to be back with another episode for you. My name is, of course, Charlotte. I am the host of this podcast, and this is episode 48. I can't believe how many episodes I have published of this show. It has been an absolute joy to create every single week, and we've just had so many amazing conversations. Um, and we're going to continue that today. I actually have another guest episode for you. It isn't part of a series. However, I came across this amazing lady in a Facebook group um, in the last couple of months and we just connected right away and we have so much in common. We just knew that we needed to chat some more. So here is the lovely Jenny from Anytime Creative and we're gonna talk all about creativity and learn all about her journey and what really inspires her and which yeah we're just going to have so much to talk about so i can't wait for you to hear about our conversation today this is the first time that we are talking so you're hearing it all firsthand how exciting so i hope you really enjoy this episode i encourage you to give me some amazing feedback if you enjoy the episode i'd love for you to share with me on instagram at creative goddess club and if you really enjoyed the episode you could even take less than a minute to leave a review on apple podcasts that would be hugely appreciated so i can reach even more amazing creative women out there so thank you so much again for listening i hope you enjoy I will touch base with you again next week. Take care. Hey Jenny, how are you? So I'm doing so well. How are you? Really good, thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy to meet you. Um, just for the listeners, like this is actually the very first time that I'm meeting Jenny today. Um, so everything you hear us talking about is like us speaking about it for the first time together. Um, you know, and we're we're across oceans. Uh, it's just so exciting, <laughs> like, you know, I love the fact that I can talk to um, people all the, all over the world, like connect with um, amazing creators all over the world. So yeah, I'm just really excited to uh, speak to you today, Jenny, about your journey. I'm going to learn so much about you and I'm sure we're going to delve into lots of different topics um, of interest, which um, I'm very, very passionate about. So. To begin with, I was just wondering, like, what's your journey been like as a creative business owner? What what was happening before you started your business? What kind of transition have you been through? Oh, so many journeys. Um, I can start. Uh, my name is Jenny Cole. I'm the owner and founder of Anytime Creative, and it's it's a business that I'm still figuring out, but the, the core of it is that I want to help creatives get unstuck. And the tool of that is through like self-care and mindfulness. So I have been a creative, you know, ever since I was a kid, I always loved 
any medium I could get my hands on. Didn't mean if I had to be good at it. Um, but I really, really loved, um, finding new ways to express myself. So that has carried on throughout my life. And as a, a high school student, I was more into graphic design and then I fell into photography and that was my, my college major. And then, um, after that, I was just kind of on my own doing more design work and, really at the core of it, I realized that creativity was what I was. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to be like in a box as a like certain type of artist. And that was not going to fly because I'm very multi-passionate. And in the past couple of years, I really just embodied being a creative guide and helping others on their journey while I share mine as well, which means, you know, I could be, I've created a few products and I, I love taking photos and, you know, just learning is my, my main exciting thing. And, um, I just love looking at life through a creative lens. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. All of those things that you said just really speak to me, like being interested in all these like creative things when you're at school. I think for me as well, though, I just didn't, I don't think it quite uh, clicked with me when I was at school that that might actually be the direction that I want to go in in life. But I just kind of dismissed it and ended up doing something completely different <laughs> until I decided that I didn't like that anymore and it actually wasn't for me but um I ended up actually becoming a chartered surveyor in valuation um so completely different like very numbersy <laughs> very much repetitive doing very similar things writing reports all the time and there wasn't really much creativity um within that role so I yeah, I ended up doing something quite different <laughs> So, what my kind of creative inkling was like showing me like it was you know just wasn't really it, yeah just didn't register with me at the time so yeah it's so interesting what you say about being multi-passionate as well I I, I love I love being multi-passionate I think it's it's a really exciting kind of personality to be because you never know what direction you're going to go in next <laughs> but at the same time that can also be quite frustrating oh very <laughs> because you're just kind of like you know is this the right thing to do you know you're constantly kind of having these well I am anyway having these battles in my head of is this um what I should be doing and you know maybe it maybe I'm just being distracted again or <laughs> do you get that oh all the time yes like I yeah. will be here with one idea in the morning and then at night I'm working on something else. And it just, it, it feels good to be working through it. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, what is actually moving the needle in my business? Or do I just need mm -hmm. to not make my hobby part of my business and just continue to enjoy right. that on my own time? Yeah, no, that's a good point actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had this idea in my head that I wanted to like actually um, learn how to draw and then like you know, I'd create digital art and I'd sell things that were like digital art products that I'd actually created and all of these great ideas. But then at the same time, I wanted to do my coaching and I wanted to do online courses. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I wanted to do all of these things. And I was like, okay, I really, right now, I, I can't do that. I just can't focus on that at the moment, but I definitely want to have it as a goal for the future to actually make more art myself which is I love doing my graphics and everything you know it's it's not the same I just I want to actually like make my own art and that's that's kind of what's deep down what I want to do I think but like what what kind of products have you created for your business then 
I've created um, my first signature product is a card deck. So it's a self-care adventure I'm... cards. <laughs> and it's awesome. it's like a, it's an Oracle card deck in that sense where you can pull a card and kind of you can interpret it however you want. But also it has very distinct, clear, like, you know, self-care to do's things, yeah. things that like I didn't want to have a self-care to do list. But if I pull a card and I'd be like, oh, I want to do that today. Like mm -hmm. I want to, you know, maybe take a bath or ride my bike or do something different. And yeah. I created this card deck and it really shaped how I started coaching about self-care. And, um, I have this kind of like five areas of self-care that I made up because I felt like, you know, every day self-care could be so huge, but what if I broke it down into smaller bites? So yes. the, the areas that I created were, um, revitalize, nourish, express, connect and reflect. So at any moment you could be like, oh, I really need to like nourish myself right now, or I need to reflect and like get it out in the journal. So throughout the day in your self-care practice, you could do any of those five things in multiple different ways. And, um, in the deck, they're like clearly marked. Each card is like color coded and has a little symbol for those five areas, but there's a lot of overlap and it took a lot of time to figure that out. But in this process, I've realized that, you know, I want to, I'm working on a journal for it to like help track your self-care in the day, plan it out. And I also have a few other products that I am working on, so I can't mention them just yet, but That's okay. <laughs> I, can, I can only explain them as just like experiential products to help you on your self-care journey. That's amazing. The card deck sounds like definitely my kind of thing. I need to check this out because I am definitely one of those people. It's like, oh, I need to do something for me, but I don't know what to do. And I don't want to be overwhelmed by a long list of things that I need to do. You know, when it's kind of like people have these self-care routines, you know, I don't necessarily always want to do like all of the things, but yeah, just picking one out from the deck every so often when I, when I want to really just take a step back and have that self-care moments. That's, that's really going to help. Yeah. And, um, like it's such a, just, just such a great idea. Yeah. Because I think as like creative entrepreneurs, we can sometimes get just so involved in what we're doing as well. And <laughs> we're just always on the go, always thinking, even when we're not technically working, like our brains are just in overdrive sometimes and we just love having ideas, but yeah self-care is such a hugely important part yeah it and i didn't realize how important it was until i started to really work on my own business and i was like if i'm not in the right mindset if i haven't you know taken care of myself at least for the first hour of the day don't check emails or anything then i'm going to start my day like so much more calm and compassionate than if i were to wake up frenzied and be like that energy the whole day and, and I believe that you can reset your energy throughout the day. Like I sometimes in the morning, I'll be like, okay, the whole day is shot because something that I read or heard was going to ruin my day. But now I want to be more like, oh, like how can I check in with myself, you know, every few hours, see if I've stretched or drank enough water and really being compassionate to myself so that I can stay sustained because as a creative, like you said, you have so many ideas and you want to get this all done. And sometimes you're just sitting and daydreaming. And sometimes you're, you got all the papers on the floor writing and mapping everything out. And, and it's two different energies. And 
the more we can play and explore in those places, I think the better we can help create the businesses that will help support ourselves. And then our clients will see that too. And they'll feel, they'll feel that energy too. Definitely. Yeah. I love what you say about playing, like permission to play and like actually enjoy yourself and do things for you and not feel like you have to always be on it and available as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes I really struggle with boundaries in my business. I'm always like, thinking I need to be available and I need to be there all the time and be visible all the time. And some days I'm really good at being visible. Some days I'll go on, I use Instagram a lot and I'll just go on my stories and I'll talk and I'll be, I'll be okay with it and it's fine. But then other days I'll just be thinking for ages about doing it, thinking I should do it, but I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. And then after a while, I'll reluctantly do it and then I won't be happy with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and it'll probably take longer than it should have because I just, I didn't give myself the permission to take a step back that day and just kind of do what felt right for me and how I was feeling. Exactly. And I think that can come back to being an introvert as well. And yeah, as a creative like entrepreneur, being an introvert can be tough because you want to put your creations out there but then like your energy is only so it's it's a finite precious resource and you you don't want to use it up doing too many things but you know as a multi-passionate introverted entrepreneur (laughs) it can get used up quite quite quickly to be honest oh yes 100 percent i'm I wanted to talk about the introvert stuff because we before we started like we realized we're both introverts and yeah i um I didn't know I was an introvert for like the longest time. So I think when I was a kid, I would be like, why am I like hiding in my room during a party? And like, I felt weird, but then I would come out fine and I would feel recharged. So I was like, oh, okay, I just need to step back, be alone and then recharge. So, you know, fast forward to now where we're constantly connected and we feel like we have to give our energy in all these ways. I feel like taking these self-care moments to step back and recalibrate and be like, okay, do I really need to post today? Or do I just feel like I have to do it to stay relevant? And, and I think if we can just accept that we don't have to show up daily to still keep the needle rolling or the ball rolling and the needle moving and the ball rolling, then, um, I think by recharging ourselves and really honoring it, like, not just like, I would say like, you know, halfway relaxing when you're still kind of on and you haven't unplugged, like put the phone in the other room, just zone out, (laughs) maybe watch that Netflix show. Like it's okay. As long as you're, you know, taking that time for yourself and, you know, self-care. And we always talk about like filling your cup because you're going to end up draining that cup in some capacity. And then you're going to refill it again by taking time away, especially if you're an introvert and you'll just keep, you'll keep this cycle going. And I think I love journaling because I can track kind of my cycles, like whether it's like the moon or the menstrual cycle, or, you know, I'm feeling a certain way. Is there something in the planets today? Or, you know, like what can I blame it on? (laughs) But really it just comes down to oh, yesterday I really didn't exercise or eat right. And today I feel groggy. Oh, okay. That's probably like going to keep happening if I don't change part of my routine. Yeah. So there's all these little things that I think we're blessed to be introverts, to have 
that ability to go inward and, and really listen. Um, but otherwise, if you don't listen, then your body's going to start screaming and you'll have to make bigger changes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As introverts, yeah, we definitely need to track how we're feeling, what maybe what like triggers us to feel drained as well. And journaling is something I really want to make a regular thing for myself. I think the problem is it's like probably goes back to this. It's a, it's just a, an excuse, I think, of like, I don't have enough time. And it's silly because I have time to do other things. Mm-hmm. So I would have time to journal. <laughs> so I feel like it would help me a lot as well. And it, it, I've heard so many people benefit from, from journaling. Like you say, you can, yeah, you can track how you're feeling and like different cycles that are going on. And um, yeah, like whether you <clears throat> exercised enough, you ate properly, like all of these things. Because um, I, I know that for me, definitely, I mean, I wouldn't need to journal to figure that one out. But if I didn't go to the gym, which I do quite religiously, because I know that it helps me in my mental health. And if I wasn't like exercising, I would just feel really lethargic and... I just wouldn't feel myself at all and probably wouldn't feel very motivated to do anything. So it's um, like exercise is huge for me. So that that's definitely one of my self-care things for sure. I have to do that. And yeah, like eating probably as well. Like obviously I have treats, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I just, um, I do try and make a habit of, of eating properly. You do, you do notice, you just mm-hmm. do when, when, you, when like something's just a bit different and um, yeah. So in terms of the whole like self-identification thing of being an introvert as well, I think is quite an interesting one because a lot of people, and this was including myself actually, like I used to think that I couldn't be introverted because I enjoyed talking to people or um, also because I wasn't afraid to do almost like public speaking, but like, you know, like in front, in front of a a large group of people, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind talking in front of a group of people. And yeah, I, you know, in my friends, I've socialized a lot with them. So I thought, you know, I must be an extrovert, but that's not necessarily true. Like you say, it's about the type of, um, the energy that you have and the, the way that you get that energy and the way that you recharge and, I realized that as much as I do like being around friends, being around other people and talking and I'm quite, you know, I come across quite bubbly when I meet new people, but as much as I like all of that, I can only do it for short spurts of time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the biggest giveaway for me when I realized I was like, oh yeah, that's why I don't like (laughs) going away for too long periods of times with like you know families or like you know big groups of friends (laughs) like me and my partner like we we get on great and you know that's fine that's a bit different I think like we can we're almost it's almost like we're in solitude when we like hang out together um but like even so like sometimes I just like working on my business on my own and just kind of having that space to just like get that creative energy together um in my own environment yeah. oh yes i feel that too i i think the past two years just being more isolated has 
at first it was kind of exciting because you you could be like oh i don't have obligations to anybody you have to stay <laughs> safe but now i realize how much it's affected you know just growing up I, i'm in my 30s so it's like oh life kind of changes and yeah, things are right. different so i realized that yeah. You know, it is an effort to keep friends and most of them are virtual right now because I, I moved during the pandemic too. So I moved um, uh, to Nashville, Tennessee. So that's where I am right now. But I'm far away from all of my family and friends and most of my friends have scattered anyways, but it's been, it's a big inward shift to be more reliant on my partner. So it's just like, you know, us and a few friends, but otherwise the internet has become my savior for connecting with people. And we were kind of mentioning before how like when you're not feeling in that energy to like answer emails or show up on Instagram, it's like, it's okay. Like you're going to, you know, maybe walk away for an hour, half hour and, and you get what you need just by being with yourself. And it, unfortunately, social media is so addicting that it makes us think that we have to be constantly connected when it's just draining us. So I really, really like to start my day without it. And um, in the journaling, like just for any advice for anyone wanting to start, it's just like, what questions do you have for yourself that you want answers for? So it's just like, what would make me feel good today? What, you know, what kind of energy do I want to bring? Or do I really want to just make today a, you know, a good day for myself to to do self-care and kind of be a hermit? And and like that kind of like inquisitive questioning is very, um, you're kind of making up your own journal prompts that way. Cause I, I don't really rely on journal prompts cause I have it very intuitively now, but for those starting, it's like, there's millions of journal prompts out there. I don't have to like give you them to like, you can Google it, you can Pinterest it. But the more you start getting into the habit of maybe relying on the journal prompts first, and then you'll start asking the same questions that you know, will change every day and, um, find, find new ways to look at your current situation that might be making you feel stuck too. Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice at the end there. Cause yeah. Um, sometimes I think we're stuck and we don't even realize it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. When I was like working before I started this business, um, my corporate job and I just felt really anxious I felt felt so stuck and it's it just took me so long to realize it I just thought I was having a bit of a crisis or something <laughs> and yeah journaling would have been really useful for me then and even yeah when I'm in in my business now like sometimes you're just kind of having frustrating moments and frustrating days and you're just kind of like what's going on and maybe looking inward and doing that journaling would, would be able to help uncover some of that and really open some doors potentially actually um, help me be able to see things a bit more clearly. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love like writing in the morning just to like clear the gunk. Like there's um, yeah. Julia Cameron who wrote the artist way talks about the morning yes. pages and she's like, yeah. this is a requirement. Like you have to do it. And I was, I was doing them for a while and then I would not touch my journal until the next morning. But now I realize I need the, the morning pages and then the afternoon check-ins or I have an idea that I want to flesh out. And it just becomes like my companion that way. And that yeah. I can, I have a safe place, place for my ideas and that, 
you know, I don't always look back at them, but when I do, I really start to connect the dots of like, oh, six years ago, I had this problem that I'm still going through or, you know, starting to change my tone of voice when I feel a certain way or I'm more celebratory. Like a lot of times I used to do it just out of like, oh, I need to journal because I feel sad or something. And then it would just become that kind of feedback loop. But now I'm like, oh, journaling all the time, all day, every day, that's going to keep me on track. And then sometimes I don't journal for a month. So it's like, there's really no, like, there's no pressure to do it. But when you treat it in that way, like I said, like a companion, I think it takes the pressure off. And then it really just becomes like your way of um, figuring out anything you need. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's good that you say, you know, sometimes you don't do it for a month as well. And it's kind of like, it's just okay. You know, um, so I think people get really stressed if um, they, they think they're not being consistent at something and it's, um, maybe they just need a bit of time off, but you know, you return to it and it's that kind of safe space that you've got to like say, flesh out your ideas and really be able to look inward and just like see what's going on. Um, yeah, I think I think that's just that's a really great thing um, for like creative people in particular to have. I think it's just a really it's a really handy tool. I was just interested about what you're saying before. Um, you moved to Nashville. Where were you living before? Um, I was living in New Jersey um, and oh. I grew up there. My whole family's up there and uh, my boyfriend lives down here. So we met a while ago through a mutual friend and when the pandemic hit, it was kind of like we were flying back and forth a lot. And then we just kind of yeah. decided that we would come down here and it's been about two years and, uh, we, we bought a house, so it's been an exciting time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So a lot has changed, but I feel, I feel like so grateful to have a house and an office and we were in like a one bedroom apartment. So it was really, really hard yeah. Like talk about like, needing your time and space but there's like two (laughs) rooms you could be in and i'm like working next to the bed and and i didn't realize like how much that was affecting me so now now that we have more space i like have dedicated my office for work um my bedroom is off limits for work the living room sometimes i like to work on the couch and then like the kitchen i rarely will work in so it's kind of like nice to feel like i have these zones set up and mentally And like, we're very habitual people, like just human nature. So I know if I'm in this room, I'm not going to be working. So like you can shut the door or whatever. And that it's so hard to do that when you don't have any space. I lived in a studio before that. So I literally had like (laughs) zones. I'm like, when I turn this light off, I'm done working. And then I would like move 10 feet. So it was... It was tough, Where... but I do believe in, and a lot of people have started working from home now too. It's just that you have to keep yourself accountable to the boundaries that you're trying to set and, you know, write them out and check in with them every day because you might write it once and forget. So how can you really keep moving forward with those commitments that are just going to help you just not burn out really. I think that's a lot of people's goals, but you know, feel good while you're doing it and sustain your, your creative energy or just your social energy or anything else like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you lived in a studio. I used to live in a studio. (laughs) 
but not as someone who was working from home. That was when I was working in my corporate job. So I never worked from home at that point. Um, so I cannot imagine what that would have been like because, well, me and my partner, we lived in oh, wow. the studio together, which was, which was a lot. Like we actually look back and we can't believe we did it. So we were like, <laughs> what were we thinking? Um, yeah. So that was for like over a year. And, um, yeah, and now we live in a two-bed flats, which is a lot better. However, we are moving into a house next month. Ooh. And yeah, we're really excited about getting a house too, because like you say, just setting those boundaries, like where work happens and where it doesn't happen. <laughs> like I'm going to get a nice office. It's actually going to have a green wall, you know, in tune with the green we're wearing today. Um, <laughs> and um, it's, it's just a lovely room and... Um, like my partner, he's going to get his own office room as well because he works from home a few days a week too. So it's going to be great. It's going to be like so much more space. And um, yeah, it's just, I think, I think I'll definitely notice having that extra space. Yeah. Um, and you might, you yeah. might be exhausted at first because when we moved, I was like mentally tapped out from like all the, <laughs> the ideas. I was like, Oh, I was like watching all these home renovation shows and TikToks. And I was like, I could do so much, but really like you end up spending, um, like since we bought the house, we had to spend the money really just fixing the problems that were going to immediately affect us, right. not the exciting decorations. So I've, I've gotten oh. to terms with where it is now and I know it'll change, but I think like mentally, I didn't realize how hard moving was. I mean, physically too, because it was a lot of back and forth. And, yeah. and then once you get to an, like a place where you can just like really chill, that's when I felt so much more creative and that I have like, we have a little library, like we have a living room without a TV, which I feel like is very like old school because most rooms have TVs in them now. And that's like my sanctuary. I'll go in there and journal and do yoga and like read all the time. So that's, that's one of the rooms that I'm like, no laptop, no nothing. And, uh, I love that. and I think wow. overall it's been like, when I get an idea in there, I'll just like come into my office and like start the computer up or figure out how to get it done. But it's like, it's it literally, I have to move my body now. And that helps too. It's like, I'm I'm mentally in a different place and I'm physically in a different place. And, you know, even if you don't have the the space, like what about like a little corner just for your like meditation pillow or something that like I used to do that in my studio was like, this is just for meditation and, and morning routines. And, um, you know, we do the best with what we have. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's uh, that's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to moving and yes. getting this new space. It's going to hopefully get some creative energy flowing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exciting. Uh, I wanted to ask you also about your love for travel, because I know when you reached out to me, you said you'd listen to this podcast and you loved the episode about how travel inspired my creativity and that that just made me so happy because um I was a bit nervous about doing the episode about travel actually because I wasn't sure if people were going to relate to it just because it's a bit different and I mean I started my business off as a travel blog 
um, before I started doing what I'm doing now, the Creative Goddess Club. So I've, I've always had a special place in my heart with travel. And yeah, I explained that in the episode. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey with travel, like how how it inspired you. When did that start? Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just want to say that episode was great because you talked about like traveling alone for the first time when you were so young and, and like yeah. also just wandering around a, a new city and like how it makes you feel. And I, I, my family was like, you know, we, we did some family trips, but I think it really started when I went to Greece when I was 15. So I was like with the school trip and that was like my first time away from my family for that long. And um, I loved just the, the architecture and the colors and everything was so different. And um, I mean, in the US things are pretty homogenous. Like it's not like Europe where every country has like a different architecture. And um, so for me, I had my first like DSLR camera. So it was so exciting to get to see this whole new world. And, and I was, you know, under the supervision of school, but it was with two of my best friends. And, uh, when I went to college, I studied abroad in Rome because I was like, why would I miss this opportunity to, I it took a lot of art history classes over there and photography, and it was the perfect place for the art students to go. And again, with my other best friends. So we had an amazing time. And I also, I did a Kickstarter to make a photo book when I was traveling. So I was like, let me use my photo skills to, you know, get people involved on the journey. So at the end of the trip, I sent out photos that I had taken and made a book. So my biggest inspiration for photography is traveling. And like this year, I haven't taken like any photos because I haven't really gone anywhere. So it's, it's shifted a lot, but I've done, um, a six week backpacking trip through Europe, um, visiting people that I had, you know, met when I was studying abroad. And I had a few breakdowns on that trip, like where I was like, so burnt out from being around people. Like I was couch surfing, which if you don't know what that is, you're literally staying on a stranger's couch. <laughs> and I met some amazing people. But then at the end of it, I was like, I just need to rent my own Airbnb for the night. Like I just need my own space and they're like okay we'll see you later and then we like still hung out and i at least had that knowledge that i needed to be alone and what really sparked self-care was doing like a solo road trip across the u.s which i took about two months to travel and i was visiting the most beautiful places in the world and also you know family and friends along the way so i would be restarting the conversation like every couple days and they're like, how are you? Where have you been? So I was getting very exhausted there too, where I was like, I just also need to rent an Airbnb or go camping by myself. And that's kind of what sparked the self-care part of me was that I wasn't taking care of myself. I was really just surviving on the road. And when I got back, I was like, okay, I'm done for now. <laughs> and like got my <laughs> solo studio apartment and, and moved on like out of my parents' house. So like travel has always been like a very big inspiration, but lately it's been, it's, it's a big drain because it's a totally new experience. You're, you're not always aware of what's going to happen and just being an anxious person overall. Like I was kind of like overwhelmed and now I've had time to heal that a little bit and be like, okay, I'm ready to travel again. <laughs> I'm ready to, to see the world and try new things. So 
overall, like that has been a big driver for me. But now that I've had time to like kind of settle into a home, I realize that like, okay, I can still be grounded and travel and kind of plan ahead. But I've definitely changed from like the, you know, 20 something who had no, <laughs> no idea what she was doing and just like went with the flow. And I'm like, wow, how did I ever get away with like that type of thing I did? Now I'd be like, oh, I can't stay with a stranger. Like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been a big shift, but overall, like I just, my brand is kind of themed around like the, the national parks in the U S and just the beauty that is in this world. And I, and I want to see it. And I want people to feel that through my photography too. So like I have always wanted to like sell my photo prints, but I never really gave it the full effort. But the people that do have it, I feel like it's just another connection that I have to, you know, they can connect to my world and then I can just share my interpretation of the world through my photographs. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, we have so much in common, Jenny. Yes. Seriously. Um, I've actually considered... Um, selling my art prints before as well and like photos um that i've taken on my travels i love the architecture like you say in europe just beautiful beautiful buildings like the colors and uh, the, the styles everything's just so amazing to look at yeah and um i think uh what makes us a bit different is I really want to check out America. <laughs> I want, I want to do the USA trip. Come um, on over. It's been on my list. For... <laughs> I need to, I need to, I want to do, um, the West coast actually. Um, my partner's done it a few times already. Um, but I really want to do it. So we're hoping to do that at some point. And I, I, I mean, there's just so many places in the USA I want to go to. I mean, the national parks, like you say, your inspiration, mm -hmm. that those are huge, like on my list, they're right at the top because yeah, I've seen the photos, they look incredible. And I just know that I would, um, I'd just have an amazing time. Like uh, Yosemite, oh, yes. I want to go there. And I think there's one called Antelope Canyon, which looked quite good as well. It's like, I think it's a slightly less well-known one, but yeah, I'm... There's loads of places I want to go in America. I've only been to New York, actually, and no, New York and Chicago. But yeah, I would just love to do that. I mean, I've been to Europe a lot and I actually, I don't get bored of Europe. I've been to a lot of the cities there now. Uh, we went to Florence actually last month, um, which we had been on our list for ages. And we got really cheap flights to go there and it was like, it was amazing. It did, it did rain a lot, unfortunately, but, um, <clears throat> but you know, it was just, it was still so, such a beautiful place. And, you know, when I'm around that kind of architecture and just kind of soaking it all in, I just get this like buzz about me, which is just really hard to describe. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what travel does for me. Um, but when you were saying, when you were talking about being burnt out a bit from, from traveling and, it, it sounds sound very full on what you do. I mean, like, you know, couch surfing. Yes. <laughs> that that must have been a lot. <laughs> like me and my partner actually went traveling for three months um towards the end of last year. So we set out to do a trip to Southeast Asia and Australia. Unfortunately, partway into our trip, we heard about Omicron. Uh, the Omicron variants. Um so Australia decided they weren't going to, going to open anymore. 
Um, as did uh, Vietnam, they were delayed. So we ended up going to Thailand and we did a couple of countries. We did Turkey, Dubai, then Thailand. And we did Thailand for six weeks um, and that was really fun. And then we we ended up deciding to leave Southeast Asia because like restrictions were just too much and it, like hardly anywhere was open. It was a bit frustrating. So we went over to Chicago, um, which was like wow. a big journey. And uh, yeah, that was amazing. We loved it. We spent Christmas there. And, um, and then anyway, we ended up cutting our trip a bit short. We went to Mexico after Chicago, but then we decided that that was like going to be the end of it because like there were just still too many restrictions in like South America and everywhere. So, but, but my, the, the point I wanted to make, um, from that story is just that we realized when we got back, how much we liked having a home mm -hmm. and how much of like a homely kind of personality we were we didn't realize that we needed that space to just call our own essentially um and when we got back we actually we actually ended up staying with my partner's mum um because we'd rented out our flat for six months so we couldn't go back here oh, no. <laughs> um so we, we didn't have a we essentially didn't have our own home for six months and we we were just like yeah we we love travel we love going away but three months like is is too long really like we we need that space to go back to with our home comforts and like familiarities yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i can like, relate to that kind of balance that you're talking about like striking the balance between the two um, like it's okay to want that it's okay to not want to be a digital nomad <laughs> because I thought I wanted to be a digital nomad but no I, I like my own space I like having a home so yeah, I think... yeah I'll continue to explore and you know but I'll, I'll come home <laughs> after. yeah it it comes down to like having the freedom to do it so when when we run our own businesses it's like okay I can make my schedule and I can take off and hopefully, yeah. you know, let your clients know ahead of time or not plan anything for those, those times that you're away. And I've, I've been in that road where I'm like, okay, if I travel, my business is going to suffer a little bit because I can't give it my yeah. all, but it's worth it because I come back more inspired. And we did, um, like a three week road trip last year to some of the national parks, like in Utah oh, wow. and uh, Arizona. And it was like, we were living out of um, like the car basically because we camped and I had to organize the car so I knew where everything was because I was like, okay, we need like our <laughs> sleeping bags or the food goes here and like everything had a system and it got really draining after a while where we're like, let's just get takeout. I don't want to pull out the camp stove and, you know, I, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, like I used to be all high and mighty about like camp cooking, but there was a couple nights where it rained so much we had to stay at a hotel and you know rent an airbnb or whatever and i mean yeah. that i just call like adult adulting because you have a little more money to do it when i was younger i just really tried to you know spend the money on the experience not the like lodging yeah. which is hence the couch surfing and yeah. um, now i'm like okay maybe like we can have a day where we just hang out at the campsite and we don't like feel the pressure to go in to do anything because, you know, if you're hiking every day, if you're driving, it gets so tiring. So like you said, it it's okay to want both, like make, 
you know, be as comfortable as you can and then use your comfort zone as like a gauge to be like, okay, like today I want to go out of my comfort zone and then the next day I don't have to. And then, then you can balance it that way. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong as I'm, as I'm getting older, like I'm in my thirties as well. And I am definitely willing to pay for a bit of comfort now or, you know, convenience, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I used to go, I mean, I I haven't done anything maybe as adventurous as what you've described, but I've been to festivals and I've slept in tents. I've stayed on campsites and things before. And, um, I, I've kind of decided that I don't really want to do that. Like, I just, I just don't think that's for me. And, um, I mean, I'm not saying I would never do it again, maybe for a few days, but, it's just um, something that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have the desire to do. And that's okay. Like, you know, just because I say I like travel and new experiences, it doesn't mean I have to necessarily be a super adventurous traveler, like, you know, necessarily doing all the activities and, you know, um, you know, for example, I'm not really that much of a water person. Like I don't like going and doing stuff in the sea that much. I'm just not really into it i don't know why i probably if i live near the sea maybe i would um do it more and maybe it would become more normal for me but yeah i'm just not really like that in, into that kind of thing and i think for ages i was like oh no i can't tell people i don't like doing that <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm supposed to like travel so i'm supposed to like everything <laughs> oh that's so hard but yeah like you don't have to love camping to enjoy travel it just no. in the u.s when you go out west there's um it's called BLM land Bureau of land management. And it's like free, like you can just show up and, and there's like, some of them have designated spots, but literally we would be like driving to the grand Canyon and we're like, okay, let's go find a spot. And maybe like 20 minutes down the road, there's a dirt road and you set up your site and then go do your things. And it was like the most gorgeous camping in the world for free. So every, every oh, okay. day we would drive and not know where we were staying, which can be very difficult for certain people. But, you know, I always just like manifested. I was like, we're going to find the right spot. And we had, <laughs> you know, like literally the most gorgeous spots and it, like for free made it feel like we were the luckiest people. We were the richest people in the world. And yeah. I started watching a show on Netflix and it's called like the most I don't know, amazing vacation rentals or something like it's some like travel show and they do like a budget rental. They do like a luxury rental and a unique rental. And that made me so excited to travel again, to see all these places in the world that, you know, they're discovering and that you could be in this really cool, like, you know, random place. And it has so much history to it. And I love Airbnbs for that reason too, because you get to like be in someone's like home or story and uh, that can be a unique part of the trip too, to stay in like a really cool Airbnb. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, I love that show, the vacation rentals. Um, yeah, it's like so much inspiration from that for travel. Um, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, staying in like Airbnbs. I quite like to stay in places with a bit of like character sometimes, mm-hmm. like just to kind of get a bit more of a cultural feel. Yeah, so. Yeah, so awesome. Loved hearing about um, just your take on travel and everything, because I, I was really interested in, in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm going to wrap up now, actually, uh, just because um, I'm just looking at the clock. I mean, I'm sure we could talk like all day about 
lots and lots of different things and I'm sure um, I'll be inviting you back on the show at some point or another we can talk about so many other things too um, <laughs> but um yeah it's been amazing hearing about what you do and like the inspiration behind it all and thank you for sharing so much of it with us you're so welcome thank you for having me here it's been so good thank you <laughs> thanks jenny um Okay, well, um, just one last thing. Um, is there anything you would like to share with the listeners in terms of where they can find you online if they want to find out a bit more about your you and your business? Of course. Um, my Instagram is at anytimecreative. Uh, my website's anytimecreative.com. And I also just started a new community called Creative Adventurers. And it's completely free. It's just a place for you know, getting some creative accountability, self-care check-ins, and we're starting, uh, like I'm going to be doing monthly challenges. So June is about journaling. So you can come and gain, okay, I'm yeah, gain some resources <laughs> and accountability. And then I'll probably do, you know, another one in July of a different topic. And really, I just think it's fun to have a place to come together and, you know, share what's going on in our creative lives. So definitely come on in amazing yeah oh that sounds so good it sounds right up my streets and um yeah it'd be great to get go in there and just uh stay in touch with you as well definitely so, fantastic. thank you so much i'll be putting the links in the show notes um for the listeners all right well thank you so much jenny i hope you have a great day thank you you too thank you see you bye <laughs> So, what did you think? Show me some love and hit subscribe. In the meantime, check out creativegoddessclub.com for more goodness. See you next week!